0: Welcome to the Digging Deep ATV MX Podcast with your host, hailing from Kokomo, Wisconsin, riding a CST Tires SSI Decals Faveline Pack Yamaha YFC 450R, four-time ATV Motocross National Champion, number 25, Cody Jensen.
1: What's up, everybody? We're back. back. Welcome to the latest edition of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, episode 92 of the Digging Deep ATVMX podcast, presented by our title sponsor, CST Tires, in stock and available for purchase today at shop.csttires.com. I'm your host, Cody Jansen, saying hello to our more than 173,000 monthly Digging Deep listeners in all 94 countries in which you are listening, and we have a great episode in store for you tonight. Joel Hatrick is here to chat about what was truly a perfect year for him and his family. We'll get into everything leading up to and through the clinching of his 2022 AMA ATV Pro Motocross National Championship, and then our 2022 Digging Deep ATV Fantasy champ will join us for a fun conversation. Curtis Evelo stops by for a fun conversation about how ATV Fantasy sparked an increased fandom for him and his son, so stick around for that because that chat was truly a blast and goes far beyond ATV Fantasy talk and spoiler this guy deserved to win but before dropping the gate on another awesome podcast shout out to all of our incredible partners cst tires go to shop.csttires.com today yamaha thanks to blue crew thanks to ssi decals did racing chain numira technologies bronco atv and utv components Impact Solutions, Launaville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the financial advice of the Haymar Financial Group, Four Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 43, Integrated Financial Concepts, and their Safe to Race and Safe to Ride insurance programs, Binky's Forever ATC Museum, Blends All Oil, the official oil choice of Digging Deep, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped to get 20% off and free shipping with code DiggingDeep20 at manscaped.com. Manscaped's signature line, the Performance Package 4.0, includes the new line. One more 4.0 electric trimmer that I rely on to help keep my beard on point, the best nose hair trimmer ever created, and an array of goodies like deodorant, Boxer briefs, a travel bag, and more. So check out Manscaped. I wish I would have sooner and get 20% off with free shipping by using code DiggingDeep20 at Manscaped.com. So rad that Manscaped is investing in ATV racing as a longtime partner of ours and help us keep them in the fold and involved in ATV racing by using our DiggingDeep20 code. So they know that you enjoy digging deep and what we're all about here. Support all these great companies that support us. And for any products that fall through the cracks, click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner on our website to help us out. The 2022 season may be coming to an end. Riding isn't, however. Shout out to everyone that came out last weekend for our first annual Digging Deep ATV ride day at Pachetta Creek MX in Ohio so much fun but whether it's fall riding or already prepping for next season we both know you still need parts and gear no matter what off-road gear parts you need rocky mountain atvmc has you covered but before you buy simply click that rocky mountain atvmc banner on our website by using our specific link we get a percentage of what you buy on the back end enabling you to help us out while purchasing the parts you need anyway and did you know that you can buy oem parts from rocky mountain atvmc as well Yep, shipped conveniently right to your door. So click that Rocky Mountain ATVMC banner at diggingdeepatvmx.com to help us out while satisfying all your gear and parts needs. No new donors to shout out this week, but if you are interested in donating and hearing your name on the show, you can find the Patreon or buy me a coffee donation links on our website. Major thanks to everyone who has donated. You guys freaking rock. And now it's showtime. The 30-second board is up, it's sideways, and the gate is down. Time to dig deep. Let's go. All right guys, this is a conversation I've been anxiously awaiting, the conversation you've all been waiting for brought to you by our friends at Yamaha and their industry-leading, race-winning and now with this guy's help, nine-time championship-winning YFZ450R. Check out their full off-road lineup today at yamahaoutdoors.com presenting the new Reigning defending undisputed champion of the atv racing world your 2022 ama atv pro motocross national champion mr joel hetrick joel welcome back to the show my friend it's been a little over two weeks now since you clinched this thing but i bet you're still on cloud nine huh
2: yeah thank you cody um definitely still on cloud nine like just uh I've been watching the recap videos, the rip it up films videos, just like constantly. I feel like just, you know, <laughs> wanting, wanting to do more, wanting to ride more, but it's just, uh-huh. just a super cool feeling watching that experience that, you know, I had at Loretta's and just uh it's, it's really cool.
1: Well, I think, you know, during the season, you know, I'm sure you don't live on this like week to week thing as far as like taking it all in. Right. I'm sure yeah. you're not like riding the highs of, of winning races. It's on to the next one. It's always on to the next one. So yeah. uh, the fact that you get done with this, you know, crazy ride and, and are now taking it in and reliving it week by week is actually pretty special. I think I would do the exact same thing.
2: Yeah, man, it it is really special. And I think that's why I just like, I don't know. It was like a habit. Like I had to go watch it and just you know relive it every day i thought it was like just the coolest thing ever to yeah to watch how i was riding and the aggression and just i don't know the you could see it in some of the video clips of you know me riding and my facial expressions like Mm-hmm. It was just, it was a serious day, but it was a really, a really, really good day.
1: Uh huh. Yeah. So we'll get to Loretta's eventually. One of the things that I think is so special about you is I think that you truly, you know, you really wear your emotions on your sleeve, especially like at the highest of high moments, you remind me of other athletes, you know, um, triumphing and in, in stuff like that. It's just, you let it out and I love to see that, but uh, wh- I want to take it back to kind of the beginning and, and go, you know, over the course of your season, kind of break it down. So we had you on the show here and we, we talked uh, after your tone setting win at Daytona, the, the season opener there. Uh, where we saw you let out all that emotion, like I was referencing after that opening round victory and starting that very day, Joel, all the way through the finale, you were totally in control of this title, which is something that you had never done in the, the previous championships that you had won. You were the points leader, the red plate holder from day one, all the way through the finale. Um, so is that how it felt to you? Like, is that how it felt like you had a leg up on these guys throughout the thing? Cause it just seemed to me, Watching it all play out. Like you were in control from the very beginning.
2: Yeah, man, I, it's, it's weird that like, that's how it looked, but in my shoes, like I dealt with a lot of sickness, um, you know, at the races where I would, I would wake up, you know, and, and feel like, man, this is, I, I just don't know if I'm going to be able to do it today. And there was, you know, a couple of races back to back where I felt like that, um, Aona pass being one of them with like a stomach bug and then uh texas three palms man you could hear it on the interviews like i can't i couldn't even talk right and I, I don't know what the heck that was about but you know i just kept saying I'll, I'll be fine i'll be fine and like when i came out of those races and did and finished how i finished mm-hmm. i just told myself like man i i, I need to get 100 percent because I, I can i can do some real damage right now and and then i think that's where it kind of like put it into perspective, like where I, I felt like I did have a little bit of, of an edge. And if I could get everything dialed in and myself a hundred percent, like it, I'm going to be, you know, a hard guy to beat.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, I think that we saw this early on too but it seemed to me like that whole program of yours, uh, with the new machine, with the Yamaha, with everything. I mean, there's some different components this year and stuff, but mm-hmm. it seemed like your program was on another level from last year. Like it seemed so efficient. You guys were spot on with everything. I mean, it just seemed like you guys never missed a beat.
2: Yeah. I I think that just comes with the experience of having that Yamaha for a couple of years now and, mm-hmm. and everyone on the team really, you know, busting their butt to get a really good package. And, um, you know, it is a really good package and it's a really good package built around me that's very rideable, uh, that I can, you know, just push the envelope but also not get wore out doing it. Like they we just come up with a really, really good setting. And, you know, DASA has a, a awesome motor in there for us and impact solutions tuning those elkes. Like mm-hmm. I think that's a that's a big deal too. And then now running the FMF pipe, uh the power delivery was a lot different than last year. So Sure you know I feel like it helped loosen up the bike a little bit, and uh just figuring little things out gearing and and stuff mm-hmm. like that it's just just kept evolving and now the bike is like i don't know if you were at the reds, you'd hear how strong the motor is, and oh, yeah you at the races, like you would see how good it works like. it's. <laughs> yeah. a good path
1: yeah yeah the thing uh we referenced on the last show with Casey that you could tell that uh, you know that thing was pretty strong we heard that thing late into the night there on Saturday night Joel That thing, okay. that thing, that thing wouldn't give up the ghost but tell me I about it. so tell me I, I wanted to ask you all season about this um uh-huh. and, I, and I seem to forget every time we had you on the show but the the get unit that you're using and I believe that you're really just I mean I, that only benefits a person on the starts right but tell me about about that was that something that uh, I guess, tell the listeners what it is. And then if that was something that you really felt like you benefited from.
2: So it's basically, you know, you got your Vortex ECU or, or you can have uh, a get ECU and and our team runs get. And like you said, it is an advantage for the whole shot. Having the the dash that I ran on the, on the front of my hood, it's an RPM gauge. And, you know, I set it to where I typically do my starts. And, you know, for a good portion of the season, my starts were pretty good. Um, and then, you know, we actually unhooked that dash because I, I don't know, I thought I wasn't using it and then my start kind of went downhill. Um, so I feel like maybe I need that dash to kind (laughs) of really focus on where I need to be out on the throttle. Okay. Uh, but yeah, the, the gets programming, like if I was a tuner, I guess, uh, they like it better because it has some perks to it. Uh, we collected a lot of data through it, uh, using the O2 sensor and stuff like that and being able to see you know on the track where the bike you know maybe could would miss a beat or mm-hmm. would hesitate or, or it, they could tell if i'm full of crap so it's a pretty cool tool and i feel like it helped a lot this year with just the tuning aspect
1: got it so the thing with phoenix obviously being uh you know kind of a primarily motorcycle team or whatever i don't know if that's how you'd refer to it but most of the riders are dirt bike guys and it's actually kind of cool how Cause that's kind of where get comes from. Right. I mean, they're big in the two wheeled world and it's kind of cool how like you run some, some more dirt bike centric stuff. I mean, I think of, you know, guts and some of just some, yeah. some components that are more in the dirt bike world, you've brought them to the ATV world. And then to put them on top, like it's actually like a pretty cool thing.
2: Yeah. Like UFO uh, with the yeah. hand this year, you know, just little stuff like that. Like you said, I feel like, you know, Not ODI being a dirt bike company, but they're Mm -hmm. a big company for bikes and like that's a big supporter of our team. So like you said, we are, you know, bringing that a little bit to the ATV world. Obviously, the products are really good.
1: It's cool to just be different, you know. I mean, so much of the ATV world is like all the same, you know, like like uh, think about years ago when you and so many guys, like every single person ran fly gear and stuff like that. And now, you know, it's just cool to to run some different stuff. So um, so you started this 2022 season on an absolute tear. You win each of the first four events, and then comes Iron Man. So you and I chatted that morning, but no one could have ever predicted what would take place later that day, and that could have been a huge opportunity for for Chad Weenan or yourself as far as points are concerned. So tell me about that day because it looked like at one point like uh, like you were down and out basically and then you get the machine going again you end up going one five for second overall somehow which is wild i don't even think you're on the lead lap and yeah. uh, and then um you only give up a single point that day to to chad weenan and that ended up being a kind of a really big deal as far as this championship is concerned so tell me about that day because it seems like everybody as far as iron man goes has a different story to tell
2: yeah wow that that race was just insane like Probably maybe shouldn't even have went out for a second moto. Not just me, but the whole class. Like probably should have stopped. <laughs> Whatever, yeah. you know. Sure, better calls were made, but it uh-huh. should have. And uh yeah, so moto one, I won. Was feeling great, and I'm like all day. I'm, I'm asking my dad. He's like super into the Weather Channel. It's all he watches okay a weather, like that's who i ask about weather and he's like yeah it's gonna rain i'm like there ain't no effing way it's gonna rain it looks great outside dude it
1: looked perfect it really did right? yeah Yeah.
2: and then we just you know here it comes you could feel it you feel the wind coming you're like it's game over yeah and yeah. it was literally game over i mean it poured down rain <laughs> the track was a, a river basically and yeah we're on the line and it's just pouring and i didn't even make it one lap i made it to the checkered basically right at the the bottom of it and just sat there and east, you know, pushed the electric start forever. I'm like about to run the battery dead. So uh-huh. we just come to, the, I, I came to the conclusion, like, it, it's not going to work. Like we got to figure something else out. And then Harv was standing right on the side of the track, the referee. And I'm like, can we help each other? And he, he goes, yeah. So once he said that, man, I, I think we, Cody and I, Cody Ford, and I started pushing my quad and then like Alred came over and Decker and Torini and like, you know, helped me get it up to the top of the the finish line basically. And then at that point it's like, you know, do whatever you want. And uh Cody Ford's like, You better F and help me. So obviously like I wouldn't leave him hanging. He helped me, you know, instantly. So I run back down. We push his up to a certain point and uh Zach and Alred like they were getting their bike up. So Everyone was helping each other and it was just a disaster. But I ended up getting, you know, once we got everyone to a certain spot, I got on my quad and bump started it and it went. So I just ran it with the basically clutch, just on fingers on the clutch and just wide open, trying to keep it running for for the remainder of the race. As as my mechanics tell me, like, you're in seventh, you're in sixth. And I'm like, Where who am I passing? Like right. just, I just need to keep doing laps and I might win.
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> um, but yeah, I had no idea where I was at in the race, like how I was even in fifth come off. I knew I did okay. Cause everyone's telling me to go to the podium. So went up there and obviously other people weren't thrilled on what was going on. So yeah, big ordeal up there happened. And, uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. so for, for me to only lose one point that day, I can't can't complain
1: <laughs> no so so that was something that I remember us talking about at the time that it was pretty commendable on your part that you didn't just bolt as soon as you got that thing up to the top of the finish line like you actually went back and helped <laughs> the dudes that helped you yeah. and, uh, and and that was a big deal and then yeah I mean after the race like emotions were running high it was craziness I've never seen anything like it I mean like you said a, the track was like a river it was crazy the wettest part in, in wherever you looked the wettest part was the actual track itself because yeah. it was hard packed so there was it, it was wasn't soaking in. It wasn't, it was just on top. It was, yeah. it was wild. I'm so happy to have been there that day because again, I will, I will never, ever, ever forget that day for one. Yeah. And two, you couldn't describe to somebody what it was like, had you not been there because where the tower was like, we couldn't see like down the finish line there i'm sure you've like been up there or whatever like you know yeah. like you couldn't see that last corner of the racetrack so it was it was just wild to watch guys come through on the first lap when like three guys went through so like so many people died right down there in that corner and two of them were were you and chad it was like yeah. what are we seeing right now so uh wild. Oh, yeah. Wild to go through that race, and then wild, like you said, to to only give up a single point on the day. I mean, that had to feel like a serious bullet dodged.
2: Yeah, I I was pretty mad on the track because I'm like, well, when Chad was right beside me, I wasn't obviously mad. I'm like, oh, okay, well, I'm okay. Mm -hmm. This is this is okay for me right now. Well, his bike starts, and I'm like, oh my god. I just go here. We go again.
1: Here Here we go again. That's what you had to be feeling.
2: Yeah, I'm like this place effing hates me, man. Like. (laughs) I've just had the worst luck here with mechanicals and yeah. uh, just BS stuff happen. I'm like, this can't be happening. So, like, I was just determined to get it to run after that. Like, I was thinking, like, this mine's going to start. His started, mine will start. And uh, it wouldn't start on its own. There's no way. So fortunate that, you know, I was able to get to the top of the hill and get going because that saved me 10, 15 points easily.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Would have been would have changed the whole season. Um, So crazy how that all went down. And and really that weekend there kickstarted what I believe was the most pivotal period of this title run for you. We've mentioned it on previous episodes, but I've yet to say it to you. So starting at Ironman, Chad gets hot, right? He wins four of five overalls heading into the finale. But during that five event stretch, you actually extended your points advantage over Chad. That's how consistent you were this season, which is obviously something that majorly benefited you in this title run. So Chad made up a single point at Ironman. You two tied for event points at Sunset Ridge. Briarcliff is where you piled on eight more. That was obviously pivotal. You had a perfect day there. Uh, He made up six points at Pleasure Valley, and then you tied again at Redbud. So over the course of that time, you, you actually gained a point, even though he won four of five. So I thought that that was so crazy how in control you were with this thing. Even when the overalls weren't coming, you were still very much positioning yourself for this title. And and honestly, like I said, I mean, it was just, just wild to see how consistent you were this season. And Casey referenced at the beginning, uh, he kind of recalled on on our last episode, you saying at the first race, you know, how about that for not being consistent? How about that for not, uh, you know, whatever, within your means, all those things. And you yeah. showcase that in the heart of that season. And, and I mean, here you are, you, you ended up having a whole moto advantage and that was a big part of that.
2: Yeah, man. Like the points, uh, I really had a, a strategy and a, and a goal for myself and it was going in the right direction until pleasure Valley and pleasure Valley, like slapped me in the face a little bit. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty mad about that race. Honestly, like I just, I was the fastest guy on the track mm-hmm. and I did everything I could, but like the, what, what I was trying to do to pass him was, you know, affecting me in a, in a way that like, it was going to spin me out. Hope was going to get around me. So I'm going to lose points. And in my head, I'm like, I can finish second every race right now and and be fine. So I'm not losing mm-hmm. more points. Cause that's, that's what he wants, obviously. And I've just, I don't know, like you said, I had that strategy, that goal, pleasure Valley, like that was the only race all year long. I was flustered. And that's why I made that mistake in second mm-hmm. moto. Cause I wanted to win so bad. Right. Um, but other than that, like that was the only time where I got to the old Joel, where he just went out and rode ballistic. Um, but yeah, the goal was the strategy was to get 40 points actually at, by the time I got or left uh, Redbud. red So I wanted to go into Loretta's with 40 points. And, um, I went in there with 28 mm-hmm. came out with 34. So, It worked out, but it just wasn't as comfortable as I wanted it to be. And I, and I'd planned in my head like that Uh pleasure Valley race really got me. And I was like, so surprised.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, looking at the finale, I mean, to go in there with a moto advantage to, to get it in that first moto, I think was, was, I mean, that was big. So yeah, I was pretty comfortable, Joel, but, but talking about pleasure Valley, man, looking at that race, looking at what could have happened when you Mm -hmm. came up short on that triple, man, it was wild to me to look at that because if that thing would have stayed sideways and spit you off and it, I mean, a collarbone or a shoulder or something, that's all I could think of at that time. And thank God that didn't happen.
2: I know, man. Like, I, I think my eyes were closed when I initially cased just because I'm like, Oh, I'm wrecking, man. I'm yeah that racking.
1: yeah like, oh yeah I, I, I say to people hey i say to people all the time when you commit to crashing you know you're like you're like i've already given up i'm going to crash yeah. like, i know that feeling and then all of a sudden <laughs> somehow you
2: hang on to this thing yeah like all of a sudden i trying i steered into it and i'm all, i'm flat and i'm like oh my god so uh, i in, in the video like put it in neutral and i'm like eh, well hey i gotta try to get second now here, here that's, we go
1: yeah that's
2: it and that's what i did i just rode rode his heart like you can see in that moto i rode probably too hard I was being too aggressive. Like, I didn't need to keep pushing after I got to second. Mm -hmm. But, like I said, that was the only race all year where I was irritated that I couldn't get around a Moto 1, and then I butchered my second Moto start again, and just that was it. Like, someone asked me recently, what was – did you have any setbacks for 2022 season? And, honestly, the biggest setback was hole shots. Like, just not not where they need to be. Like everything else is where it needed to be, but my starts hindered me at some races, like Pleasure Valley, where you needed a start to yeah. potentially get a win. I guess you could you should say.
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, first or second, Joel, in every moto, uh, but moto two at Ironman, right? So uh, first and second in every every other moto than that one. That's going to be a championship winning season. If you can do that every year, you're going to win a championship every single year.
2: Yeah, man that that statistic is gonna be hard to beat. <laughs> that fifth place, we eliminate that man. That is uh-huh. first and is it, you don't beat that type of score with a guy that gets you know that many firsts, and if he's not getting first, he's getting second. That's mm-hmm. that's what Chad has done to us for you know his championship years, and uh, you know I just felt like I could. I could be in that position to do that, and I felt like this was a year to do it. Everything was working awesome, and Mm -hmm. I just did
1: it. We'll get right back to the show, but now a word from our sponsors. And thank you for listening to these ads. Without these great companies, none of this would be possible. Show your support for the people who support us. We used to speak of a CST takeover, but now 2022 is the year of CST supremacy. CST's Pulse MXR tires are the choice of Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Restrelli, and Nick Janusa, meaning CST tire riders are in contention for pro-class wins and a possible podium sweep every time they hit the racetrack. CST tires are also the official tire choice of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast, but you already knew that. I, your host Cody Jansen, helped pioneer the CST takeover with Pulse MXR fronts and white label soft compound rears on my way to back-to-back national championships and a pro sport podium to cap off the 2021 season. The Pulse MXR tire, available in soft and standard compounds, offer the highest level of traction, most predictable cornering, and superior wear characteristics when compared to the competition. Did I mention they offer contingency payouts as well? Visit shop.csdtires to join the CSD takeover today or prepare to be beat by someone who did. Joel Hetrick, Jeffrey Rastrelli, Nick Janusa, myself and so many more believe and trust in CSD Tires. Do you? You already know we're Team Blue Crew now more than ever here at the Digging Deep ATBMX podcast. And whether it's eight-time in reigning ATV MX Pro Class National Champion Chad Wienan, who with his next championship will become the winningest champion in ATV motocross history, or seven-time in current XC1 Pro ATV GNCC National Champion Walker Fowler, who is now tied for second all-time in titles one, it's clear the podium-proven Yamaha YFZ450R is the winning choice of sport ATVs. This continued and unprecedented success for the Yamaha YFZ 450R, its unrivaled quality and performance, and the undisputable fact that Yamaha is the leading OEM supporter of ATV racing has resulted in an ever-growing Yamaha takeover within the sport quad market. Best yet, Yamaha's Blue Crew Racer Support Program is back and stronger than ever here in 2022. meaning Yamaha riders will once again cash in on payouts and prize opportunities, including a chance to win a brand new YFZ 450R. For more info, head over to YamahaBlueCrew.com, follow them at Yamaha Outdoors on social media, and check out Yamaha's full proven off-road lineup at YamahaOutdoors.com today. SSI Decals is a name synonymous with ATV racing, synonymous with big-time success, and absolutely synonymous with the best-looking decals around. An offshoot of their parent company that was established in 1947, SSI first took shape from owner Ian Harris's passion for ATVs. With what started as just making numbers and decals for riders like Chad Wienan, the company quickly took off, and today, you couldn't imagine ATV Motocross without SSI decals. The graphics maker and designer now supports all the top teams in ATV Motocross, as well as teams and riders racing GNCC, Work Series, Pro Motocross and Supercross, Canadian Pro Motocross, Short Course Off-Road Trucks, UTVs, Snowcross, and, oh yeah, six-time world champion top fuel drag racer, Clay Milliken. No project is too big or too small for SSI Decals, making your identity stick with championship level graphics. Head over to ascii-decals.com today and then maybe call the doctor because things are about to get sick. The Digging Deep ATBMX podcast is brought to you in part by DID and their wide range of championship winning chains. From the street to the track and everywhere in between, DID chains are designed to give you the optimal riding experience with great performance and increased chain life. Consistent to the core, pick up your box of reliability today. DID, what drives you?
3: We are proud to be partnered with Numira Technologies. Since 2001, Numira has led the charge in the ATV and side-by-side market covering more applications than anyone else in the industry. Namira's advanced piston technology uses a NASA exclusive aluminum alloy that helps to reduce expansion rates, allows for tighter tolerances, and leads to higher overall engine performance for your machine. For more information about Numira's wide offerings of pistons, rings, gaskets, industry-leading top-end repair kits, and recently added connecting rods, visit your local dealer or online at www.numira.com. Numira Technologies your one stop shop engine component supplier. We are pleased to be partnered with Bronco ATV and UTV Components. Bronco has been an industry leader in replacement hard parts and accessories for all makes and models for over 15 years. With a catalog that includes a full line of electrical components, engine internals and cylinders, shock and suspension parts, winches, clutch kits, valves, carb kits, bearing kits, and drive chain parts, Bronco is your hard parts source for whatever you need, for whatever you ride. Available exclusively through distributors around the world, visit your local dealer or online at broncoatv.com. ForWorks Carbon's innovative, lightweight products include top-notch seat covers, carbon fiber, and plastic hoods, gas tank covers, exhaust shields, shock guards, and much more. Whether you have an ATV, UTV, or snowmobile, fourworks has the goodies that will improve your ride and make you salivate. We trust fourworks for increased function and a sexier look, and you should too. fourworks Carbon, always working hard to bring high quality and innovative parts to the market. Check them out today at fwcarbon.com.
1: So you go into Loretta's then with this big 28-point advantage, not as big as you wanted, but it still, yep. felt, still felt pretty darn big from the outside looking in. And For you, that's kind of almost got to be a weird feeling because I'm sure like you want to protect it at the last round. But at the same time, you have to ride as you normally do, because when you start riding to protect, that's when weird things can happen. So uh, what were you thinking going into the finale there?
2: Uh, Yeah, it was still pretty nervous, obviously, because like in my head, like the 28 points just wasn't cut. I don't know. Like I just thought, you know, I did the math down to the last position I could get both motos and yeah and it it was no matter what going to be okay mm-hmm. but yeah i don't know like 28 points what i wanted to do like what everyone was telling me to do you know was just ride as normal because mm-hmm. like you said you start riding slower you start riding out of your zone that you're normally in like you're going to you're going to make mistakes something something weird's going to happen like you said and so i asked dean baker i'm like what what would what would you do he's like 111 i'm like oh okay well <laughs> You know, Carly's telling me just like, you know, you get second, the first moto, you're good. All you do is start the second moto and and you got it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, eh, my, my goal was to win the first moto and then just ride as hard as I can. The second moto, mm-hmm. um, just because in the years past, like I've won the championship, but lost the race. So I really wanted to win it all. And, uh, that, that was it after moto one, I was like, this is it, man. Uh-huh. Like I'm jumping that jump. I'm tripping <laughs> the 10 commandments, which I didn't do, but I was like, I'm doing everything.
1: Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. It, but that's exactly what you did then. You know, and, and I think that this is something that we've said before, but the safest place for you to be is out front you know, yeah. so, you know, it was a little, it was a little spicy there on the first lap of, of moto one. Oh. It got a little interesting. It really did. Like I was, I had my arms in the air, like it got a little sketchy, but after that, I mean, the safest place for you to be was out front. You did your thing in that first sure. moto and then, uh, and then you uncorked it dude in the second moto. So literally like what you wanted to do there at the, at the finale is exactly what you ended up doing.
2: Yeah. Yeah. It, it really was exactly what I wanted to do. And it was fun doing it. Just that second moto, like i don't know i rode with aggression and like i rode that if you know whatever happened happened it didn't matter but i don't know i felt really comfortable going that pace and it was fun to like dice it up with max and uh, uh-huh. uh at the beginning of that race and then and like you said moto one oh my god <laughs> dude, dude that was, it was so sketchy <laughs> so sketchy and i watched chermone's video he put out and i'm like holy i was like i could have just you know, tucked a wheel with his and, and went flipping, you know, that's moto one. And then uh-huh. I go around before the finish line, I almost eat crap again.
1: So, so on some of the pictures, even, it looks like both of the quads are in the exact same spot. Like you can't, oh, yeah. you can't tell, it looks like they're, it looks like they're on top of each other.
2: Yeah, man. It, He was, he was giving it to me, you know, like, it was really cool because he got the start and I kind of was on the right side of him. So like, I throttled up. He saw I was going to go out wide. Uh, he he blows out wide. So I cut. I knew he was going to go out wide. So I cut under him. I'm right on uh-huh. the inside of him. I'm like, oh, dude, I got you right now. There's nothing to do. <laughs> and, uh, so we're going down that straight into that left hander, and uh, I just, you know, when he started hitting the brakes, I started hitting the brakes. I just blocked him, and uh, it just felt really cool. And like I, to, I told a couple people this, and I don't know, like what kind of remark it was honestly like i really still don't know but chad came off uh from that moto and like obviously waited for him shook his hand good job and he said nice move and i'm like oh man i know what he's talking about but i, I didn't like i didn't even know what to say i'm like uh thanks <laughs> like i don't know if he was like you know nice move like that was that was interesting or like he was like genuinely like yeah, that was pretty smart i don't know i still mm-hmm. don't know maybe when he gets on here next, you ask him.
1: (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. Maybe we'll have to, you know, I, I think maybe it was just a respect. I was like, Holy shit. Like he, he squared me up and got me there. He probably didn't expect it, but I guess maybe this is the best time to throw this in there. Um, Hmm. But one thing I wanted to comment on at some point was the appreciation that you must have for him and vice versa. Like, obviously Mm -hmm you two are both crazy competitive, uh, top tier competitors, but think about what, at least as fans, you know, like we sit and watch these races and it would be so boring if if one of you wasn't there, you know, and for you too. I mean, I'm sure when you're practicing, when you're training, when you're in the gym, when you're like, you know, going to sleep at night, thinking about, you know, the next race or whatever, inevitably you're thinking about him and he's thinking about you. And I got to believe that at the end of the day, like there's a ton of respect there for one, but yep. you got to kind of appreciate the other guy because without him, this this wouldn't be nearly as fun.
2: Yeah. W- without a doubt. And we talk about that a lot in this house. Like we're uh, like, he, he is obviously the best of the best, like eight time champ. That's in my eyes, like with the, competitors he's raced and the in the tracks he's raced and the years that you know i've been in it with him like the hard guy to beat Mm -hmm. and he does a lot of his program himself you know you can't but not respect that type of work ethic and that type of ability to go that fast because i know for me like sometimes they're just like a switch that i flip and it's just like a dummy switch like it don't matter what happens on the track like i'm i don't even think about it i'm just going as hard as i can go and uh it's like no fear. That's mm-hmm. what some like you ride with no fear. I'm like, I get that. And there's not a lot of people that do that, but for a guy that, you know, that I compete against to do that same thing that I'm doing, like it's really respectable to go that fast on a full of it. Some of these tracks we go and, you know, just really cool that we're doing it to that level right now. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just watched Ironman's outdoor motos from the bikes and, yeah. and watching Ace and Tomac kind of, do what we do to their field of racing it's like man those dudes are on another level and and someone told me they're they're like that's you and Chad. like you're on that level Mm -hmm. of your sport and it really hit me like that that is true like we're, we're beating guys by a minute at some tracks and like that where do you stop like we're we're not slowing down for that that period of time and it's like the pace that we're going is just unreal.
1: Yeah. It's crazy. You say that. Cause I was literally thinking that watching those races this weekend, uh, mm-hmm. that, that you guys are the ATV equivalents of that. And yeah, like I'm sure your top level, I mean, he's pushed you to be where you are and vice versa. And it's Glad just amazing. I mean, you, you guys are at the pinnacle, you guys are pushing those machines as fast as they'll go, but without the other guy, again, you inevitably wouldn't be quite at, you know, that tip of the spear going as fast as you could pushing it to the edge. I mean, it's, 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 it's awesome to see. So getting back to Loretta. So that first moto was the important one, like we said, because you could, you could obviously clinch after the first moto there. Uh, So you win that first moto, you wrap up the title. And I know that they don't crown anybody between motos, Joel, but Kevin didn't even really want to go there. It was so funny listening to his, his word choice. And I thought it was funny how you had to say, you know, just, I don't know how you said it, but you said basically like, just in case you didn't know that just got the title done. I just thought that that was so funny.
2: Yeah. He told me right when I walked up, he's like, we can't, can't do the, <laughs> Oh, I, I know. Uh, but like for me right now, like that was it. Like I just want, so right. I'm going gonna... right. to yeah. yeah. it was, it was pretty cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Cool.
1: yeah that's awesome. So, uh, pressure was off for moto 2 Then, like you said, I, uh, you uncorked it and I can see how that would be almost like probably an odd feeling. I actually, I caught you saying something on one of Gloop's videos, but you said, you know, I don't really know what I'm going to do right now or, or whatever you said, but I'm sure yeah. that was kind of an odd feeling because at the same time, like, you know, I bet, you know, you're feeling like the pressure is off and you had nothing to worry about. But I mean, you obviously wanted to go out there and, and put it down and that's what you did. And you really showcased the speed and the aggression that you're capable of. I mean, at this point, I mean, since the since the beginning you know, stages of the season, you're obviously thinking with a championship in the back of your mind in that second motor, you didn't have to, like you said, you sent that quad into the sand, you were doing all kinds of stuff and just really going for it from the gate drop. So, uh, you really showed us what you were capable of and you put it on those boys, but it it did look like, man, I'm going to, I'm going to set a tone right here. And Casey told us that he thought it was important to you to get that overall and win the most overalls on the season too. So was that, was that a focus of yours as well?
2: Yeah, like ever since – I forget what race it was. Like you posted how many wins I had overalls. I was like, God dang it, Cody, now you jinxed me. I can't get another one. Um,
1: (laughs) We were waiting on 50 for a while, Joel.
2: (laughs) I know. That's what I kept telling myself. I told Carly, I'm like, I have to get this. (laughs) If I tie with him and to get the championship, it don't look as good as me having six wins. And also, like that's my 50th. I really want to get 50 wins this year. And uh, yeah, I, I was like so determined to get that, and it felt like just forever since you know the last time I would won. Mm-hmm. And, uh, just yeah, so after Moto One, I, there was a couple bets too on the line of like I would David, the team owner of Phoenix, bet me two pistols that I was gonna buy. Uh, was writing them down to give to Harv Whipple because he is a big deal with the Springfield Armory. Mm-hmm. So, I wrote my pistol numbers down and everything. He's like, Is that what you want? I'm like, Yeah, yep, that's what I want. It's a good amount of money. Okay. And he's like, If you win both motos today, I'll buy you the pistols. I'm like, oh my God.
1: Now I got to do it.
2: <laughs> so now I've determined. Plus, there's, you know, now they got this little, you know, guns hanging from my face, like a, on a treadmill, guys chasing something. And uh-huh. I was the guns that second moto. So, there was some extra motivation is what I'm getting to. Like, there was no motivation after Moto 1. It's like, damn, let's go have a cocktail or something. Like, I'm <laughs> thing right now. But then, you know, when he said that and put that in my face, kind of, it was like, I obviously still wanted to win and go out. But I, at that point, I'm like, all right, let's just full bore. Like, let's go out and do everything we can. Uh-huh. have Pull a gap, and that was it. That was yeah. what I did.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So perfect one, one day for you. Like you said, the 50th overall win of your professional career, you're officially crowned the 2022 AMA ATV pro class champion, your third title. So how did the feeling of that one compare to the first two? Because from my perspective, it feels like, like, like you're in such a different place from that last one in 2019. It just seems like so different. I don't know why. I mean, it's a different machine and stuff. But you just feel like a different guy. Um, yeah. And again, and again, this this season was so in control compared to some of those other ones where you had to fight from behind and it was back and forth. I mean, this one was yours from the get go. So how does this one compare? How's that feeling compare to the others?
2: I would say this is probably uh, one of the highest of highs. Like the first one, obviously, was really emotional because it, it was just my first one. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even that season like I wasn't as in control as like right now. And in 2019, um, we had some bike issues that year, still did really good, had a lot of wins, but I wasn't, you know, I wasn't as in control as this season. And it's like this year just felt that much better because I don't know. I, I felt like I was the best guy on the track and it didn't matter what track we went to. Like my machine worked so good that I was just confident that I could win anywhere and with a gap like I wasn't just you know gonna win and and do what I've done over previous years like kind of back it down like Mm -hmm. you know I felt like I could just keep going like my fitness was really good the bike was working awesome and and that's like another thing too like doing my own training and like I did all that myself my nutrition my training like obviously Brandon Hogue his tips really helped me um but my own schedule every week like making that everything was on me. So like I had a lot of confidence that I was doing the right work and I was riding like the frequency of riding I was getting was just so high that I was so comfortable on my machine. And uh, I think that's what really helped elevate this to be in that much control.
1: Well, and I feel like there's probably some more gratification that comes from, you know, kind of doing some of all of that stuff yourself, right? Like we've talked with other guys, we talked with guys like Jeffrey Rastrelli, who, you know, I know that his program is obviously different than yours. You ride for a team. He doesn't, but yeah. the more, the more hands-on you are with more aspects of your program, I feel like it's more rewarding. And the more like, like you're saying with your training and nutrition and stuff, I feel like, again, like that probably makes it feel like it's, uh, it's even that much more rewarding, I would think.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when, you know, I'm seeing the results that are working in the right direction for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It- you know, the guys that were around me that I was training with and helping them too. Like, I felt like everyone was kind of getting better. And in my shoes, like, I felt so good on the bike. I kept telling people I'm so strong on the full wheeler. And it's not just from my training. It's just like from the, the frequency of riding. Like I said, I was just, I was riding really good places. Um, and I was riding a lot. So mm-hmm. I think that really helped this year.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. So, uh, I'm glad that you mentioned the 50 overall wins thing. Uh, because I was prepared to ask you, you know, if that meant something to you, it's quite the milestone when you think of 50, I mean, that's so many, I mean, think of winning every race for five straight years. I mean, that's, that's crazy. So, uh, I was going to ask you if it meant something to you, it obviously meant at least a little something.
2: Yeah. It it means a lot. Like 50 is a huge milestone. I I always like, just think, you know, there's guys that race their whole life that, you know, try to get one. And Mm -hmm. It's just such a, a competitive field with phenomenal racers, and to get fifty of them is like it just blows my hat off, man. It's mm-hmm. just super cool and it's such a great feeling. Like fifty is a lot. I don't even know. What to say. That's, that's,
1: <laughs> yeah, it's so that's, badass. Really cool. Yeah, yeah. So I have to ask Joel because you're still a young dude yet. Yep. So will you presumably like will we see you around for the next? you know, five-plus years, you think? Like, is gunning for a record-tying eight titles or or maybe even being the one to surpass it? Like, is that something that you think about at all?
2: Yeah, definitely. Like, I, I want to obviously be the best when I'm done, mm-hmm. and I'm up against the, one of the best to ever do it right now. And, uh, you know, I started in his era, I guess you could say, like his winning era. Like, that's where I hopped in at and you know battle with him for these 12 or 11 years of pro class and yeah like uh it's not been easy obviously he's put up a really good fight i don't know how many championships he's won in those years i think i guess eight right yeah yep like it's been tough but now with the new machine and you know phoenix willing to go the distance with me like David and I talk quite a bit and, uh, you know, he's in it for as long as I want to race. And that to me is just giving me the motivation to, you know, in my head, when I started racing as a kid, it's like, I want to be the best ever Mm -hmm. and I'm on the right track right now to do that. So Mm -hmm. if I can continue to win and be healthy and, and keep making a living doing this, there's nothing that's going to pull me away in the next five to, I would, you know, five to 10 years, even like Mm -hmm. 10s pushing it, but at least five to eight, I could see myself really competitively racing for championships and like, yeah, eight at nine, nine is the goal. So six, um, it's a long time. That's a lot of racing and that's a a lot of winning. So,
1: Mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. You know, I've, I've always said to people when they'd ask me, I I told them straight up. I I just had this gut feeling. I knew it in my, in my, my, my gut that as long as you race, David's going to back you. Like there was no doubt in my mind that he was going to stick around and be a part of that and support you throughout that. And, and yeah, like, I think, I mean, so here's the thing, this is what I've, I've thought about this now for a couple of years, you know, as, as we've seen you get better and better. And now, you know, there's like a big difference between two and three. I don't know why. Just, you know, now to think that you're one away from being halfway there. know just it just feels so much different um but with like with denton with gary denton and chad weenan people say you can't compare them because they're different eras right and with you you know you can you've raced chad all these years so you can compare your eras so if you were to get there and and possibly surpass him Mm -hmm. uh then there would be no debate you know that opportunity is there for you to be like hey like we did it all these years and and, um, Chad took those years to mature and then start winning. And it's kind of, I mean, no different than what you did at the beginning, you know? Yeah. So now, now if you go on a clip of winning a bunch of these things, very much like he did, shoot, we could find you creeping up on eight. I mean, before we know it.
2: Yeah. That's, that's the plan, you know, is just keep doing what I'm doing, having fun. And, and there's the constant, you know, grind that worked for me this year. Like I have it all marked down and I'm ready to obviously enhance it and do better. Um, and just keep developing the bike to be a little bit better a little bit easier to ride for me. And Mm -hmm. there's, I think I got a little bit more speed, but man, I don't know how much more.
1: Being in North Carolina, uh, being, you know, in in an area where you can ride some, some more tracks, being close to the shop, being kind of in that area seemed like maybe that's something that springboarded you this year. And is something that is more you know, is going to bode well going forward. I guess that, that was something that was kind of in the back of my mind and you're kind of hitting on that now.
2: Yeah, for sure. Like this move to North Carolina was so, so big for me and just the ability to test and the ability to have quality machines when I practice and I don't know, it just kind of enhanced my practice program. And Mm -hmm. like I said, with all the riding that I was doing, that's, that's kind of where I felt like I gained so much was the riding part and you know being here and able to do that is you know that's something that I wasn't able to do before so Mm -hmm. just I'm happy with the move uh we're building a house right now I'll be happy to get in that but yeah it's been it's been super good
1: so we think that you know Chad's probably got like one year left, maybe two, but, but it feels to me like he's probably got one year left, but there's so much young talent coming up right now. So who do you look at? I mean, do you look at any of those younger guys, like, you know, like possible challengers going forward? I mean, like I said, we got a bunch of young guys with, you know, uh, Max Lindquist has really showed something this season. We know what Bryce Ford is capable of. Brandon Hogue was on another level this year. So what do you think about that? I mean, as you look to the future, inevitably whether it's a year or two or three or whatever the number is at some point chad isn't going to be the guy that you're battling so do you look at any of those guys and think man he could be the guy or is it just an entire group of guys that you think hey like these guys are getting faster and, and you're going to wait to see who's going to be the challenger
2: yeah i think i mean the group is getting faster for sure there's been races where uh let's say third fourth and fifth have been a lot closer than than previous years at the end of the moto for what you know behind me or chad Mm -hmm. Uh, you know i think in particular brandon at a couple events really showed that he was he was capable of doing you know what a lot of people don't think can be done you know to beat chad or or me in that in his position at daytona but like he's he's got the speed you know uh I don't know what he's doing next year for a ride or anything. So we'll see because it it really depends on the, you know, the deal that he has going for him or, you know, with all the riders, like the machine they're riding, like it it really matters, uh, you know, nowadays because our machines are just top notch and not saying Brandon's is not, but if he's going to switch to Yamaha, like that could be, you know, a big perk for him. Like, I, I just don't know what he's doing, but I feel like he's one of the ones that, potentially in the next few years or next year that we'll be battling with more. Yeah. Um, you know, Bryce has obviously done really good. I know Jeffrey's going to want to come out and and try to perfect those little imperfections he had this this past year and and just be more consistent and have some better finishes. So I would hope that, you know, next year there's, there's some battling for that top three spot that's different than mm-hmm. it has been. Yeah. I mean, it's been good.
1: I mean, don't get me wrong. Like the battle was phenomenal to watch Uh, and you did see those guys get up, you know, better and better. And you, and we saw Max get up in the middle of, of you and Chad and and we saw Brandon, I mean, lead that opener. I know Daytona is an outlier a little bit, but he was still there. And uh, so, yeah, I mean, to see, we're seeing guys get closer um, and, and that's an exciting thing for the sport. And I just, I wondered if you If you picked anybody out, and I and I figured that you were going to mention Brandon, I know he's a friend of yours, and uh, you know, so we award a most improved pro award each season. And I recently said that Brandon's gotta gotta be the pick. I think I haven't broke down the numbers yet. I haven't had time to 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 break it all down, but I feel like he's the guy. um, Just just based on you know the eye test, he looks to me to be the guy that improved more than anybody. And you kind of hinted at some stuff there. I've been hearing some rumors. I don't know what's going to happen, but I will say, you know, I mean. it's a, it's a a weird deal because Brandon, you know, a year ago was saying, I need to get back to a Honda. I need to get back to a Honda. I need to get back to a Honda. And he gets with the music racing and repair team. And dude, I mean, they had, you know, they had those two DNFs, but other than that, like they proved to be the perfect combination for him. You know, they really did. And Brett is willing to do anything and everything for him, which is a, which is a big deal for him. So I hope that, you know, whatever decision he makes. And again, I'm not, I don't know any details on anything. I just, I've been hearing some stuff and I hope that he takes his time to figure out what's best for him, because if he goes away from, from
2: Brett's deal, I hope he doesn't regret it as soon as he gets there, you know? Yeah. Without a doubt. I, I hope he makes the right decision for whatever you know works best for him. I know the music crew you know did him really well, and yeah. honestly like i've been I told him all year long like that's the best looking Honda I've seen in a long time like that thing works really good um you know it sounds good, he's got good starts, he's been riding it really well like I know he was frustrated with just the issues he had, and I think like uh, you talk to me about that stuff, you're not gonna you know hear anything pleasant about you know Honda direction. Right like i'm just not i'm gonna be brutally honest with you right so um i think that kind of you know made him think a little bit more too and you know i think he's pushing more towards the yamaha but like i don't know if there's a new team or what he's thinking of like maybe musics are going to do the yamaha thing with him um but i don't know at this time like i'm sure he'll you know fill me in hopefully soon but
1: Yeah. I don't know what we can say. I don't, you know, I don't know what we can say. I know we're going to have Brandon on the show next week, so we'll, we'll try to pin him down and ask him what's going on. But I do know that, that Brett is willing to do anything and everything to, to make Brandon happy. I know that that was something that he truly enjoyed was having Brandon ride for him. And, uh, and yeah, we don't need to touch on that any further, but, uh, we also give out a rising star award each year, Joel. And, um, Mm. we give that to a rider who bursts onto the scene and, and, uh, looks the part of a future pro. So in 2020, we gave it to jj launderville last season we gave it to dane molander uh and i guess you know from your role you're the top dog i wanted to ask if anybody came to mind for you and as you think about that the guy that seems to come to mind for me and i've said this on previous episodes but i think it's aaron salinas for me this year he just he looked the part of a a pro to me um So, and I know, you know, Joe Chambers, there's a, there's a plethora of other guys that we could touch on here. Aaron just was the one that seemed to me to look the part of a, of a pro, um, especially as being a college student, doing all these things. So knowing what he deals with coming from South Texas, all these factors to battle through those factors and be as good as he was. I thought that that was really impressive. So what do you think? Was there anybody, if I, if I were to ask you to shoot from the hip and give me a, a guy that you would think was deserving of a rising star award, what would you say?
2: uh honestly i really like your pick because uh this year i seem like being over with tdr like me and tdr are pretty good buddies and yeah i would always go over just in the sundays that i was there and uh talk to aaron a little bit about the track or you know some lines that i saw him you know hitting or didn't hit in the in the qualifying or whatever and uh every time i talked to him like he was so appreciative of what i was giving him just the information and like he would just absorb it like he would you could tell like he was really into what I was saying and like, okay, Joel's going to tell me some lines like, okay, everyone just leave me alone. I'm going to listen. And that's what he did. And then he would come off and not, you know, not just like not talking to me the rest of the weekend. Like he would come off and be like those, that really worked. Or like, I just, I think the other lines a little bit better still, but I really thought that was cool that he took my advice and actually used it and was really happy that I would come over at the races. I was there. So, I would say he's a really good pick. He did fit the part. He does battle a lot. Um, they travel like just the travel, man. Like that's that's brutal, unreal,
1: unreal. Yeah, for sure. And if he, I can't imagine a better kid. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, what a what an awesome, respectable young man. Like he's just stand up, dude. Uh, so so awesome to have him on the show. Awesome guy, and he's obviously going to be a a great rider in in the pro class with you going forward. As the number one podcast in ATV racing, it's only right that we partner with the industry leaders in suspension tuning. Insert Impact Solutions. Impact Solutions is a full-service ATV and side-by-side suspension center specializing in the revalving and service of your motocross and off-road suspension. With over 25 years of elite-level knowledge, experience, and testing with riders of all ages and ability levels, Casey Greek, Jay Goble, and the Impact crew strive to exceed the client's expectations for service and setup. Impact Solutions is the official Elka Suspension Service Center of the United States, offering unmatched product knowledge and experience. Whether you're in need of service, parts, warranty, sales, or technical support, Impact Solutions has you covered. Head over to ImpactSolutionsATV.com or give them a call today. We interrupt this program for a special news bullet. The following message is brought to you by Manscaped.com. The Manscaped engineering team has outdone themselves this time, creating the Lawnmower 4.0 trimmer, now available for purchase in the U.S. and Canada. Join over 2 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped, an official sponsor of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast, with this exclusive offer of 20% off and free worldwide shipping with code DiggingDeep20 at manscaped.com. I'm one of the first people to try the new 4.0 and I am blown away. This thing is next level. What sets this trimmer apart from all the rest? The Lawnmower 4.0 gives you the ability to turn the LED spotlight on and off when needed for a more precise shave. It features a new multi-functioning on-off switch with travel lock for those of us who like to travel. And my favorite, the new trimmer allows you to customize your trim with four different guard lengths and upgrade from its predecessor that only featured two. If you're listening, you know that good tools are a must, so wait no more to get the best tools for the job. Get 20% off and free shipping with code DiggingDeep20 at Manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at Manscaped.com by using code DiggingDeep20.
0: Hey everyone, this is Larry Mills, president of DP Brakes North America and proud partner of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. We at DP Brakes are a longtime supporter of ATV racing and the world leader in centered brake technology, dominating the ATV world for decades by supporting the best four-wheeled racers on the planet. This year's lineup includes Jeff Restrelli, Mark Baldwin and Baldwin Motorsports, ford brothers racing nick janusa and many more including mr digging deep himself cody jansen plus all the top 17 gncc pros such as seven-time champion walker fowler Bryce O'Neill hunter hart cole richardson jared mcclure adam mcgill and previous champion chris Borch these top riders continue to appreciate the high performance and impressive durability that their dp brakes have to offer products that ultimately help place them on top of the podium week after week dp brakes are available through www.dp-brakes.com or you can purchase them through your local parts and limited stocking dealer or you can even message us myself larry mills or dp brakes on instagram or facebook and if you have any questions about product or sponsorship support please ask us we are waiting for you join the best atv riders in the world equipped with dp brakes and have a great year everyone
1: Nearing two decades into the brand's existence, Factory 43 is back and better than ever, continuing to make major waves in the ATV world. For the third consecutive season, Factory 43 is the official aluminum parts choice of the Phoenix Racing ATV team, providing their state-of-the-art Evo Nerf bars, MX-style front bumpers, and grab bars for two-time champ, Joel Hetrick. If you're in the market to upgrade your Nerf bars, bumpers, or grab bars, head over to factory43atv.com to see their full line of industry-leading products available for all makes and models. Head over to factory43atv.com
4: today. Success in the ATV MX world is similar to what creates financial success as well. The right people, the right advice, and more importantly, hard work, and the benefit of an ongoing relationship as situations change and adversity is experienced. Do you have the right financial advisor to help you reach your goals? Haymower Financial Group can create a personalized, goal-based plan to help your family prepare for whatever life brings. Call me, Scott Haymower, at Haymower Financial Group, a private wealth advisory practice of Ameriprise Financial Services at 920-338-8150. That's 920-338-8150. Offices located in beautiful De Pere, Wisconsin, with registrations and clients nationwide.
1: Uh, Joel, as we turn the page, we finish up here. uh, Final topic as we look ahead. So your season really isn't over. Obviously, all of our listeners know that the Quad Cross of Nations is just over a few weeks from now. So, I mean, have you got back into your riding and training grind after vacationing and um, celebrating with the family? That's kind of got to be a kind of got to be a weird deal. Like you want to celebrate a little bit, hard fought season, you accomplish the goal. uh, And then you kind of got to jump right back into training and stuff. So tell me about that.
2: Yeah, so it, it's different because like you said, like I just want to hang out and right. relax and, and kinda do some some stuff with my house that's getting built right now and kinda get some paperwork done, stuff like that. Some stuff that's not fun. Mm-hmm. But it's just that time to do it. And uh but right now I think we got twenty something days till I leave or like no less than that. Seventeen days till I leave. Okay. Twenty something till the race. Well, today's September first and yeah, twenty three yeah, days. 23 days till 23 days till the race so i was going to ask you like when you leave and stuff i leave sunday september 18th okay uh, and i'll get there monday afternoon i think got it okay seven hours different time zone and uh then i come back monday after the race like pretty directly monday morning um it's gonna be interesting i'm just uh i'm looking forward to it uh, I was just going to say my daughter's birthday is the 24th. So that's like, that's like the only negative that I'm having with this whole race. If well, it, yeah. It, I mean, I mean, they, we know that Joel, cause you couldn't go that year. So yeah. see, that's, they should have done change the date. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, <laughs> just push it back one week or push it forward yeah. one week. Yeah, I was going to the director, but like, can you guys just please do this for me? But no, <laughs> right, right, right. So, so is the whole family going or are you just heading over there? It's just me. Um, yeah. Carly the rest of my family will be at my house and they have some, uh, some friends and family coming in, some friends from the track, the track, actually the Jackson family with their two boys are coming here. Okay. Uh, Yeah. Just to kind of, you know, have some fun with Evelyn for the weekend, kind of hopefully that diverts her attention that I'm not there, And I come home with like a big trophy or something that I can give her and she'll be excited. Got it. Got it. Got it. That's
1: awesome. Well, obviously uh, jokes aside, representing Team USA is such an honor. So uh, what are your thoughts going into this year's event? You know, obviously everybody hopes that you lead the Team USA to their fourth Quad Cross of Nations title. Looks like uh, from what we heard, like the track, maybe a little bit more like, I mean, kind of like our style, right? Like a little more hard packed. It's not going to be one of those crazy sand tracks. Like we've seen over some of the, some of the seasons and it sounds like there's some jumps and stuff like that. So, uh, I think that that bodes well for us, right? Like, I feel like when you guys flexed your muscles, the very most was, I think the first year, was that the year where we had the hard pack track with the, you know, off cambers and bigger jumps and stuff. And I feel that this track might not be just like that, but I feel like the more hard packed, the more jumps and stuff we have, the more technical stuff that you guys can do i feel like that is huge advantage for us
2: yeah yeah i feel like that's where we'll showcase you know our skills um a little bit you know easier for us on a track like that because we're just so used to riding that terrain rather than like that sand track with the the sidecar ruts in it and stuff like that like that's something we're never you know Mm -hmm. riding or, or used to and uh, when the track's so hard, it, it creates their their little rut, but nothing nothing too bad. Like Italy, we really showcased how fast we could go. I feel like, and we, you know, Chad and I battled a moto. I think we were like thirty or forty seconds ahead. So like, yeah. if that like this, then you know, it, it could be the same route. Have, um, have you seen any videos of this place at all? Uh, no, I probably
1: should go watch them. <laughs> honestly, right? From what I saw, Joel, I don't think it's going to be the same. Uh, it's not going to be like that hardcore hard packed like Italy was, but I think it is going to be more like just what we're used to here. Yeah. You know, I mean, looks like a motocross track to me, not like a, not like a field or, or a sand pit, you know, it looks like a motocross track. It might get a little rough, but it's going to be what you're used to. I think it's going to be in your wheelhouse, I guess.
2: Cool. Cool. Yeah. i have to take a look because that's probably something the team riders should probably
1: (laughs) (laughs) right well you're high you're riding this championship high right now so that's all right but uh so so the one last thing i want to touch on as far as team usa goes is i wanted to ask you if you had any thoughts on the the Bryce Ford topic, being on the team, all of that stuff, because sure, you know, that that's been, you know, much debate over the course of the last few months, but uh, team USA just swept the podium at Loretta's, which I thought was perfect timing for that. And, and personally, I think that, that Bryce is going to step up to the plate and he's going to slay it in the, in the Czech Republic there. I feel like, you know, everybody, including you guys is going to be. I don't know. Pick him up, or whatever the right thing is. Give him some some advice and some you know some motivation and stuff like that. And I think he's going to slay it. But uh, something I wanted to touch on with you while we had you here.
2: Yeah, for sure. There's definitely been a lot of debate online. I see some of it. I mean, people are just there's something else with with the comments they make. You know, like it don't it, the kid rides well. Okay, you can't take that away from. Him. At the end of the day whatever he said that, you know, this guy didn't like, or, or whoever doesn't like the kid rides well. Uh, He's going to be just fine over there. Like, we're going to help him out. uh, You know, keep the stress off him. You go over some lines and strategy and stuff like that. Like, at least I know I will. I know that Chad would not snub him or nothing like that, but like, I just know how I am and how personable I can be with someone. And especially like, especially like him being young and first time there, like, I'm going to, do the best I can to take him under my wing and just be like, you know, this is, this is what we did. This is what we do. It works really well. Mm-hmm. You could literally ride at 80% and, and be in a good spot to win a moto. Like his speed is right there with ours. It's, it's shown. So
0: mm-hmm.
2: I'm not saying like he can ride 80% and whoop everybody's ass, but like he he's very fast. So if he can, you know, get that through his head and be like, okay, I, I, I'm meant to be here. Like I'm faster than, the the guys that i'm on the line with like he'll do just fine yeah and you know, there's some fast guys but like just like i said you know his speed is good so mm-hmm. i think you know if his endurance is there and he just pulls his little gap in his race and um can just maintain like he's gonna be in a good spot just the same as uh chad and i
1: yeah i mean he he earned the right to be there you know he mm-hmm. earned that right and, and there's a reason why he got uh you got the spot on the team there, so that 's uh, no doubt in my mind, and I feel like you know that 's something that 's so special about that event is that togetherness that team atmosphere that you guys don 't get at any other time you know you yeah. guys are are the the main competitors you know referencing you and Chad too, you guys are the main competitors at all these races, and then all of a sudden you got to band together and and go race on behalf of, of, you know, our country representing our country. Uh, I feel like that's something that's special. I I think at some point I might've asked you about this, but I feel like that your, even your, um, kind of relationship with Chad changed a little bit after the first quad cross of nations races, just because the dynamic changed all of a sudden you saw this other guy and you're like, you know, okay, like we can, we can do this. Like we, we can work together, um, you know, on behalf of, of team USA. So I feel like that is a cool thing. Like you guys will always be bonded by Mm -hmm. the team USA thing, you know, until the end of time, basically. And I think that that's kind of a special thing.
2: Yeah, definitely. You know, going there the first time and all being in a house together and, and just sharing meals and stuff like that. And, you know, sharing car rides and going, to places like we've never been in a different country together like just kind of relying on each other to do whatever it is that day directions or you know (laughs) talking to trouble from getting pulled over to you know italian police or whatever the german police i guess but it's just it's really different like you come together as just a couple buddies i feel like just because that's that's what it's like like you there ain't no one else there that can you know, speak English fluently with the other, and your the other teammates. So when you're you're riding together in the same car, it's, it's just like you BS, just like a normal, you know, normal day. I was going to say, so
1: it's kind of compared, like if you saw a, like a, like an ATV racing person out in a random setting, right. And you might not barely know them, you know, at the races, they might not be somebody you mingle with, but if you see them at, walmart or whatever like they're your best buddy because you yeah. come from the same background so i feel like you know you go to another country and and you don't know anybody there like you said nobody can talk that language like like you can and just so happens that you know okay like this is my main competitor in the states but hey like we're kind of you know we're kind of connected
2: here yeah yeah, yeah we're, we're definitely connected and and you know if not obligated to there be with each other just because <laughs> everything everywhere else we're it's going to be hard to uh, have you know right. hold a conversation, but yeah. it, it is. It turns out to be a good time, like the dinners we have together and, and uh, the experience there. It's it's really cool, and the race is really fun with the the fans and you know their chainsaws with no no blade on them, just ripping and the horns and like they do it. So it yeah, I look forward to going and um, look forward to you know overseas again. It's it's going to be fun.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. Well, Joel, um, what a freaking year for you. And, and hopefully you can add another title to what was a nearly perfect season for a perfect year for you and your family. Uh, but I can't thank you enough for your time. You're always so gracious. These conversations are always so awesome. It's always a pleasure. I always come away from our talks feeling uh, so good and so grateful. I feel like you always give us so much. You're always so genuine and I appreciate that a ton. So, um, I, pal, I just appreciate it more than, you know, and, uh, wishing you the best of luck, you know, at that quad cross of nations race, hopefully it's a perfect cap to a perfect year for you. And this is going to go down as one of those seasons that you'll never forget because it here, at least talking about what you did so far from what you did from March until, you know, August uh, it's been perfect. And hopefully you can end it, you know, with a perfect cherry on top over there in the Czech
2: Republic. Thank you. I, I really appreciate that. And I, I hope so too. I know we can, you know, just every hope everything goes smoothly. And uh, like you said, just put the, cherry on top and and come home smiling. Cause it's, it's a a hell of a year and I'm just so grateful that it, it it panned out the way it did, you know, the work paid off for sure. Mm -hmm. Well, and I think that,
1: you know, we saw, like you told us on the show, uh, some of the stuff that you and your family battled last season, right? With the the moving and the selling of things and just real yep. life, real world stuff, person, you know, personal life stuff. And uh, just so happy for you and the family that this year, everything fell into place. You know, it seems like everything happened, you know, that maybe the struggles you went through last year helped you benefit this year, you know, and, yep. and that's kind of how I saw it. Everything fell into place. And man, like I said, just a perfect year for you. So I can't, can't thank you enough for uh, spending an hour plus of your time here, you know, getting away from daddy daycare and all the stuff you were working on earlier
2: today uh giving us a little bit of your time i appreciate it so much pal no problem man i hope people enjoy it and uh, that's that's why i like to talk about it. just you know people can hear the real side of the story with me and like that's that's what you get you get a real story and you get real emotions when i when i'm on here i feel like so i'm happy to do it and i enjoy doing it so thank you yeah
1: fastest man on the planet that's your newly crowned 2022 ama atv pro class national champion joel hetrick right here on the digging deep atv mx podcast brought to you by yamaha thanks so much pal appreciate it so much
2: thank you Cody.
1: man you gotta love that guy such a pleasure every time he joins the show congrats to joel Hatrick on title number three for him and from one champion to another the envy of us all let's chat with our newly crowned atv fantasy champion Alright guys, it is my pleasure to introduce, brought to you by our friends at Rocky Mountain ATVMC, your one-stop shop for OEM and aftermarket parts, gear, and everything in between to enhance your riding experience. So many of our listeners use our Rocky Mountain link each month, so thank you for all that do, and keep that going because it truly helps us out. Simply click that Rocky Mountain ATBMC logo on our website, diggingdeepatvmx.com, and now, after a long, hard-fought season, it is my pleasure to welcome our 2022 digging deep atv fantasy league champion mr curtis avalo curtis welcome to digging deep and congrats man how does it feel
5: yeah 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 well, thanks for having me on and yet yeah, it was kind of one of those uh like wow i just won <laughs> so so
1: curtis uh, i re- yeah. i received the the coolest Email from you. So you stated that you know after mm-hmm. some hesitation, your son convinced you to join our fantasy league and play along with him. And and you went on to oh, say yeah. what fun it was. You yeah. you would tell me that you know you uh you you created all kinds of great conversation between you two, and it forced you two to pay you know attention and be critical about the entire class, making decisions based on consistency and drive. So um, you ended it by saying it was super fun. So tell me a little bit more about that because yeah. that is exactly why. you know the fantasy league fits so well with what we do here at digging deep it was you know so seamless to cover the entire class with atv fantasy (laughs) having to focus on everybody so tell me about that tell me about the great time that you guys had because again your message your message was so meaningful to me curtis because uh that's that was exactly my goal with it i guess
5: yeah well and you know the i just I'll, i'll be honest with you i wish I wish there was more people we could have shared. You know, just even locally in that same, um, you know, fun conversations. We, we would sit and um, we would sit and review videos. Um, you know, go on YouTube and review videos, and we talk about. Well, you know, boy, you know, this this rider's been a little bit more consistent this year. You know, there's been some things happening, and oh, we got some issues going on in this one, and so it created a dialogue that I think. Um, I think allowed us to be critical of the riders, but, but not in such a way that we're like, you know, um, cutting them down, but in a way that we're like, okay, if, if I was a betting man, if I was a gambling man, I'm going to put, I'm going to put more weight on this one because he's been just a shade more consistent or, or, Uh you know what? They got a new package, a new deal going this year. And so we're going to, we're going to maybe, maybe test the waters in that and see how that goes, You, you know? And, and so what created was, um, and my son and I've loved ATV racing motocross for forever. I mean, he grew up as a, as a little kid racing with us and, um, we can get into that later, but it, yeah. it was just, it's it just creates such a fun time that we get, get to kind of relive some of that, um, excitement. And it's funny because it's like, you tell people I was, I just won the ATV motocross, uh, fantasy league and they're like, fantasy league what so (laughs) what was cool is is um just having those conversations that actually people started um you could say opening up to that kind of conversation and and like really i had no idea that that kind of thing was going on and Uh you guys race motocross but i I fought that conversation forever of course since the early 90s you know of course you did yeah you know but um Yeah. So that's kind of the conversations that happen. And what I thought was really good was my son and I, um, we, we were close, we're close to each other, you know? And, but what, what, what ended up happening for us was we started having conversations that were like, man, did you see that last year? Do you remember what happened last year? And it's like, no, I didn't watch that video. And I go back and I watch it and then I, talk to them about it or we or we just stop everything go in and, and pop it on youtube and watch it and we're like uh-huh. you know well how come we're not racing that track well i don't you know so those are the kind of conversations that went on that sure. created um the atmosphere for us to pay attention more
1: yeah yeah that's that's awesome to hear because again to think that you know we create this league and i knew it would it would create a better experience for the fans that were a part of it but to think you know for you um all the trickle down effect that it had just just Mm -hmm. enhancing your experience across the board and kind of shows us curtis that uh that you guys really did your homework like you really (laughs) earned this thing you know you didn't you didn't just luck into winning this thing you know so um so that's kind of funny so how did your son do in fantasy how did how his season go.
5: Where you'll have to look him up 50th, I think, I think is where okay. Justin ended up. So yeah, okay. so you have to look him up. He, he's on the same uh he'd be the same name or J Man. I think okay is what he was on um on the J Man racing or something. I don't remember. Okay. But, yeah.
1: But but so you guys were competitive all season
5: long against each other, I'm sure. And it was so funny because at dinner time sometimes be like, oh guess who's ahead of the other guy, you know, <laughs> and so we just poke fun at each other and yeah. Um yeah, you know, and it's like, oh, who's leading in points this week? You know, wife and everybody sitting around the dinner That's table funny. on Sunday. You know, so yeah, it was good stuff.
1: That's funny. So last year, I can't remember exactly like how it broke down, but like my parents tied for like second and <laughs> third. They were like second and third, and I was fourth or or something like that. Like we were all in this cluster. It was like third, fourth, fifth. I mean, it was something all in the top five, and. I, I, one, I thought people were going to think we're cheating, but you could also also see that we all, we would talk about it, right. We would would break down like how we're, you know, how things are going to go this weekend or whatever. And our teams would inevitably be like the same without talking to each other. Um, so it's funny to see, to see how that goes. And yeah, this year, this year, Curtis, you guys, you guys walked us. I mean, I think, I think I was way back. I think I'm like 40 something or whatever.
5: So justin's end result ending of the season doesn't show his consistency staying basically right with me we would change swap back and forth if you go back and look at probably the stats of that um there was some times he had some he picked some guys that ended up breaking or having trouble and all of a sudden it was just i just turned to him we'd, we'd be on the tractor or uh, you know, he'd be in the tractor, I'd come ripping up on the four-wheeler, I'd be like pointing at him and laughing, I'd be like, you <laughs> just went down, you know, so that's yeah. the kind of stuff that it created, so I I, I guess you know, to, to cap off what you're saying, I, I hope that more people get into that kind of stuff, and mm-hmm. it's okay to raz and have some fun with it, and what was really neat was seeing him he beat Corey Ellis, okay. and so he he was like a point or two ahead of Corey Ellis. I snapshotted that. I screenshotted that and I sent that to Joe Bird and I said, look who just beat Corey Ellis. <laughs> and Joe just had a fun time with that. Oh my goodness. We had a good time. with.
1: Yeah, that. that's awesome. That was one of the things I remember saying to our champion last year is, you know, you beat name, whoever you beat Bryce Ford, you beat <laughs> Brett music, you beat, yeah. you know, Corey Ellis. Like you just said, you beat all these guys. So um, so yeah, that that's uh, that's fun too. There's legends in there, which is awesome yeah. to compete against yeah. them so yeah. uh curtis correct me if i'm wrong but i don't think you ever led the points right i don't think you ever led until until the dust settled until the very the season, end until the very yep. end when it counted yep. so 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 <laughs> like how far back were you at any given point this season do you remember that
5: so i do think i was in the top 50 for quite some time consistently okay um and then uh, I'd have to go back and look again, but, um, I think about midway through, and I'll tell you when it happened, when I got ahead or when I started getting up into that 20th position or so, but okay. for a long time I was, it was like, you know, it was tied. So it was tied 35th place or whatever. And mm-hmm. there was 10 of us in that position, you know? And so I just kind of yeah. kept staying consistent, but I, I started kind of noticing that I cre- creeping up, creeping up, creeping up. And I'm like, you know, I just might win this thing. Cause I'm only, I was only two points behind the leader going into the last race. And I'm okay. like, yeah, I <laughs> him. so yeah, it was good stuff.
1: Okay. Yeah. So I, at, at a ride day this past weekend, the kid that was leading for a good chunk of the season, uh, he was there and, and, oh, no, and about, about midway, um, <laughs> It was that sunset Ridge. I specifically remember him walking around with his chest out, you know, and, He's talking about how he's going to win the fantasy league. And I think he went into the finale leading. He led almost the whole season. He had like a f- 17 or 15 point lead at some point, which is big in the game. Cause it's so yeah. nip and tuck.
0: Yeah. And,
1: and you end up knocking him off at the end. It was just, uh, it was amazing. I had to give him some crap for you this weekend because, oh, um, but and like I said, I knew that you weren't up front, you know, you weren't at the front, um, all season long. So what a comeback
5: right yeah no i was um i was i was staying steady um but one of the greatest things happened to me was was uh was that uh um let's see iron man so that was that the was mud. probably the, the yeah, it was the game changer for me because i was like all right i still got some stuff here it's <laughs> some some kind of some wise moves so we we moved on from there so yeah
1: so 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 like did you have the noble or, or oh yeah
5: you did yeah, <laughs> yeah and he yeah, paid off yeah. so big <laughs> so that was one of those things that my my uh fantasy um you could say run to the top okay really changed the moment that you said what if nick okay what if it rains and i'm like yeah what if because nick is good at that in that mud uh-huh. <laughs> you know yeah yeah and i'm like yeah mm. you don't say you don't say <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i was like all right so we went for it and uh yeah that was that was quite funny
1: well, and what made that so big in the game is you know that tier four would typically like mm-hmm. a big score in tier four is like 20 points or 21 points or whatever. Right. Well, he scored like 36 that day. So that was yeah. 15 points that nobody was expecting to score. I mean, that yep. was that's a big boost again big in the boost. in the game. So yep. um, so I wondered if that's what you were gonna say when yep. you started to say yep. that everything
0: turned what around. if
1: there you go. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
4: Insurance. It's not something everyone likes to talk about, but let's face it, if you race motocross, it's something you should have. Integrative Financial Concepts is an independent financial service and insurance firm who offers moto-friendly insurance and helps out riders like Nick Genusa, Jeffrey Rastrelli and Joel Hetrick gain confidence on the track. With their unique safe-to-race and safe-to-ride programs, If you qualify, they have the ability to offer life insurance with living benefits to those who ride. With these living benefits, you may have the ability to access a portion of your life insurance policy while you're still living, for things like cancer, heart attack, stroke, or chronic illness. They can also help with many other things, such as home, auto, motorhome, and trailer insurance, as well as college planning, special needs planning, payroll processing, as well as group health benefits for your business. So whether something happens on or off the track, Integrated Financial Concepts has you covered. With their complimentary one-on-one appointments, what are you waiting for? Reach out to Mike Daniele at D-A-N-I-E-L-E underscore Michael at NLGroupmail.com today and see how Integrated Financial Concepts can help you. Living benefit riders are supplemental benefits that can be added to a life insurance policy and are not suitable unless you have the need for life insurance. Riders are optional and may require additional premium and may not be available in all states or on all products. This is not a solicitation for any specific insurance policy.
1: Just like the sport of ATV motocross as a whole, our Digging Deep community is brought together by the love for racing that we all share. Our sport is compiled of many great people and leading that charge is the Launderville family at Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. This racing-owned family business is a steel and concrete supplier serving the entire United States. Lunderville Steel is a full-service steel supplier of new and surplus steel, aluminum, and stainless steel products headlined by their 4130 chromoly tubing and plate used in the building of chassis for ATVs and UTVs, off-road truck racing, late-model dirt and pro tractor pulling series, drag racing, and more. Launderville Steel loves their racing just as much as we do, but don't forget about their concrete division as well. With over 25 years of experience, the Concrete Division can supply everything you need to complete your next business or personal project. Their central Midwest location enables LSE to easily serve customers across the United States. For a quote, additional info, answers to more of your questions, or to talk a little racing, head over to LaundervilleSteel.com or give them a call today. We are proud to be partnered with yet another racer-owned company. Thank you, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply. Here at Digging Deep, we have an obvious passion for ATVs and pridefully enjoy sharing the sports history. Since 2019, when the podcast was born, we've been working to partner with individuals who share our passion, but one man and his vision had been missing from our partnership group. Until now. When it comes to the sports history, the hallowed grounds of Binky's Forever ATC Museum has it all. Binky Tapscott's mind-blowing collection of three and four-wheelers has preserved history by spanning all makes and models from Honda three-wheelers in chronological order to unique builds that shaped ATB racing as we know it, like Doug Gust's iconic DRZ-powered hybrid thumper and everything in between. There's no denying Binky's passion, a passion that we certainly relate to here at Digging Deep. Binky's goal is to share his amazing collection with fellow enthusiasts by making his prized possessions accessible to the public via scheduled visits. Follow Forever ATC Museum on Facebook and watch foreveratc.com for further updates on possibly getting a chance to see Binky's Forever ATC Museum for yourself. We are proud to welcome Binky's Forever ATC Museum to the Digging Deep family. We recite on every Digging Deep episode that we are all about aligning with others who share our passion and love for ATVs. And that's exactly what Blends All is. For more than 60 years, Blenzol Racing Oil has been the secret choice of many championship-winning riders and engine builders. From world championship kart racing in Europe, to California Speedway racing, or the mud and rocks of East Coast cross-country racing, thousands of hardcore racers know that nothing out-lubricates or outperforms Blenzol. Even with Blenzol's wide reach into all forms of racing, Blenzol's lead man, David Schloss, admits that ATV riders are his people. In fact, he's been an ATV enthusiast since 1986 when he first threw a leg over a Suzuki Quad Sport 230. Fun fact, his passion for ATV racing even led him to launch a popular ATV racing magazine in the mid-2000s called ATV Insider. So Blenzol is a small family-owned business that blends and bottles all of its products in Ohio and has ATV roots? Sign us up. That's why Blenzol is the oil choice of the Digging Deep ATV MX podcast. To learn more about Blenzol's rich heritage or to shop Blenzol's full line of 2T and 4T racing lubricants, visit blenzol.com and follow them at Blenzol on Instagram. Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant. The best power sports coolant on the market. Evans prevents overheating and boil over so you need not worry about harming your engine or suffering a premature end to your ride no matter what the conditions. Designed for use in ATVs, UTVs, motorcycles, and other power sports equipment, when conditions are at their worst, Evans is at its best. Upgrade to Evans now to avoid overheating and boil over next time you hit the track or trail. Use discount code DIGGINGDEEP20 at checkout to save at evanscoolant.com. Thanks for listening and remember to support our partners. Now back to the show. So, yeah. and, and you wouldn't have won any events
5: this season, mm-hmm. did you? No. In fact, it was so funny. Cause I was like, always like two points uh-huh. or four points behind every single time. And so uh-huh. every, you know, you, you had those t-shirts that said, you know, uh-huh. I just event can't, winner. I just can't, just oh, yeah. can't. Like, oh,
1: those. Yeah. That, the, the I just can't, can't win. win. <laughs> I had to buy a shirt cause I can't <laughs> yeah. win. Yeah.
5: Yeah. 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 And so I'm, I'm sitting there laughing. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna have to break down and buy one of them because that's <laughs> like, I can never, I'm always right there, but I'm not, I just can't close the door on it. So.
1: Right, right. There you go. Well, the consistency is key. Like you said, that yeah. was how my season was last year. I never won an event, yeah. but I think I finished second or third in points. So, um, yep. so, so yeah. So yeah, uh, you might not get a shirt that says that Curtis, but you're going to have a nice big trophy. You're going to have a nice trophy that's, with your name on cool. it saying champion. So, right on. Um, so that's awesome. So perfect perfect at the final round. You tied for 19th. That was good enough to get the job done. You win the thing by two points. Were you stressing over the picks going into the finale? Cause now, you know, I'm, I'm prepared with these questions, but right. having listened to you for the last right. 10 or 15 minutes, I can tell that you probably did. There probably was at least a little pressure.
5: So, so I was like, um, you know, just going into it. I mean, every single race, uh, if you go back and look, I probably picked Brandon Hogue probably I don't know sixty percent of the time okay. because he was he was what I call steady Eddie. He was the guy that just yep. you knew was going to at least if he was going to finish, he was going to finish well and and finish you know get you some points and steady stay steady like that. But I was getting there going, uh, you know, going into Loretta's. Loretta's is a is a fast track. It's it's most of it's dry slick, good jumps, and Joel is just fast on that stuff mm-hmm. it just always has been and i remember when he was racing the 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 mods you know the 90 mods and it's just wicked fast on that and, and on that particular track you know mm-hmm. um but you know i was going in i'm like okay so if i got if i got joel and i got brandon i'm 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 sticking with those two going in and then i started kind of backtracking on my picks for tier four Cause I was like, I don't know how Mirman's going to do on this one. And I just about didn't pick him. <laughs> and then, uh, what was it? Tier three. Gosh, I can't remember who I picked in that. I think, now, I, think had, I think you had, I think you Stanfield. Stanfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stanfield. And I was, I almost did not pick him too. Okay. And I'm like, of course, Stanfield's been my st- another one of those steady guys, you know, that uh-huh. just, just has puts things together at the right time, you know? So yeah,
1: he's, he's rock solid as far as being consistent. Stanfield is the lock there. So for me, like, I feel like, I feel like I overthink it sometimes. Actually, I was telling Brandon this on Thursday, Brandon comes over to my pit and he was a lock. He was a lock (laughs) for my team. Hogue is a lock for my team because he comes over and he says, like he's talking about winning this thing. Like he's like, I don't want yeah. to be third. I'm not thinking about even third right. in points. I'm not thinking about any of this, thinking about winning this weekend. That's what I'm focused on. I really want to be up there with those guys. So I'm like, awesome. okay. So Brandon's going for it. I, we don't know if Joel's totally going for it, you know, with his point situation. So I know. Brandon's locked in on my team. And then, you know, I, I overthink it because as the, as the moderator of the game or whatever, I'm like, man, like if, if everything goes perfect and everybody has the (laughs) exact same team, I'm going to have to send out 80 prizes and that's going to be really bad for me. So then I start to like, I think that affects my team. If I'm being honest, I start to like, <laughs> Pick obscure picks for that exact reason. So I swear that I need to like break out of that. Yeah, just you need the, to break
5: out of that. Just right. play the game, man. Just,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so kind of funny how, how all that goes. But man, I'm I'm stoked for you. I need to take notes because you know, like I said, I went from being top five last year to not even being close this year. So uh, so yeah, you guys really put me to shame. So the last two things I want to touch on, we touched on it a little bit already, or you hinted at it. So um, the first of which is I'd like to know. I guess how you and your son are connected to, to ATV motocross. It sounds like you guys would have been racers maybe not now, but in the past. So tell me, tell me that story a little bit.
5: Yeah. Yeah. So this, this, this just kind of goes back into the early nineties, um, racing motocross ATV for, for a long time. And, uh, yeah, Jiminy's we, uh, we did that and, uh, let race local and the state stuff, you know, and then, um, what was it? 90, I think 98, it was 90, 97. I, I come up with the idea. I was like, you know what? We need to, we need to have some way to get some, some big pro from the nationals to come up and and give some riding schools and stuff. So, or give some lessons. And so my wife actually put it together in 98. Uh, Joe bird flew up here and we put on the first riding school for the state of Montana. And then, um, I kept racing and, and doing such. And, and then uh, we kept doing riding schools with Joe every year, have him up here one to two times a year. Um, And then I, I actually just started helping him put the riding schools together, um, helped, you know, facilitate the riding schools, but also helped at the riding schools with the, you know, the riders and some of the, some of the stuff. And, and uh, so that ended up being kind of that end of the spectrum. So my kids grew up, knowing Joe bird as uncle Joe, okay. you know? So, yeah, so we went on vacation with them and we, we just had just a bunch of fun all the time, you know? And so, um, it, it that's kind of how that all got going. But then I, I stopped racing in 2002, I think, and stopped racing the state stuff. I raced indoor stadium with, the uh, guys like, uh, Nick Grunland, JD Goins, um, yeah. some of the older guys, racing indoor stuff with them because winter's up here obviously you can't ride so you got to find the indoor stuff to ride so i just wanted to be on the bike and just you know stay going well i was transitioning from there going into the work series so that's because that over here in our area that would be the bigger national racing that you could do you know that would be feasible for us to drive to like we talked earlier for me to drive to to a national is you know 30 hours 40 hours you know it would be a be a long jaunt but right um so that's kind of how that got going and and racing in the work series um i raced the pro class against guys like uh, josh frederick uh, doug eichner mm-hmm. um brandon brown um let's see mark holes so that was all of our that was all of our time period um of when we raced and my son raced the nationals Uh, national work series with with his um little 50 lem 50 a modified 50 and uh modified suspension motor all that stuff um Uh had a ktm motor in it and it was just a fun little bike and then uh he also raced the stock 90 class so he raced a casilla 90 at that time and uh, I have pictures of him at uh, five years old, six years old, holding up the little number one, uh, number one, and I think he won third in at the work series one time, and so that's kind of where we were. Um, in two thousand six, I had to retire from racing because of uh, shoulder injury that that just kept getting worse and worse and worse. Um, I had three shoulder surgeries and. Um, shoulders kind of like a rubik's cube right now it you get it in the right spot you can pop the whole thing apart so um the muscle wasn't the issue it was the actual mechanics of the shoulder um okay. and uh so it wound up being um kind of kind of like uh joe always joked with me he's like oh what are you doing sitting on the couch eating donuts and drinking chocolate milk yeah. <laughs> Yep, that's that's where we ended up at now joe so so yeah but um that's kind of where where it ended um, and then that time period kind of came in where, if you remember, two thousand eight, uh, two thousand seven, two thousand eight, the 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 world economics just went downhill in a hurry, mm-hmm. and I lost sponsors, um, not only sponsors but also um you know our our ATV racing business that we had selling parts and stuff was kind of struggling yep. and just wasn't we just weren't going to be able to make make it to where we could continue pushing and getting getting the the racing end of it um to get Justin to continue on and to keep going so i decided to retire and we kind of pulled up all of that and uh that's where it ends and then um we've always had a love for ATVs and, and, and such and motocross racing, all of that. I still had plenty of bikes left around and stuff. And finally, what was it? Two years ago, I finally sold off my last one and I was like, are you kidding me? I just sold off my last, it was a Lovins chassis, 330 30R long travel. I mean, it was just everything, you oh. know, uh, Herman, Herman front end, every Herman rear end, everything. It was, it was just a sweet bike. And, okay, and I started kicking myself. I'm like, why did I just do that? So, and that was my indoor stadium bike that I read that I rode and man, what a fun time that was. So, but okay. yeah, so now we're rebuilding two, uh, two, 250 250Rs, um, and, uh, just having a fun time doing it right now. So okay. yeah, it's yeah. going to be some fun stuff.
1: That's awesome. I mean, we talk with so many people that it's like, man, when you got it in your blood, like you're never going yeah. to, you know, yeah. you're never going to rid yourself of that. And I mean, you're kind of, you're kind of ex- spelling that exact thing out for me, you know, yeah. like you, you yeah. stopped racing however many years ago, held on to the things for forever and are still <laughs> like into the, into the yeah. ATV motocross scene, you know, like yeah. that's, that's actually really, really cool. Like I, I love yeah. that thought that, you know, some of the stuff that we're doing is still keeping, you know, it, easing that process maybe of not being the racer anymore, but you're still right. able to be a part of it. Like, I think, right.
5: that, I think that there filling that
1: void is a, is a, is a, is a yeah. big thing yeah
5: yeah yeah i mean it, you, see, you know seeing some of them guys now um doing some of that it's like yeah i used to could <laughs> <Ain't> <laughs> no way i'd be able to do it now you right. know but what's fun to, what's fun what's really fun about the what makes the atv motocross and atv you know racing in general just the overall umbrella of atv racing so whether desert works mm-hmm. you know it's the people the yeah. people are just there's. I, I don't, I can't explain it. And, and I know, you know what I'm saying? I do. They're just different. It's just a different group of people. They love each other, care for each other. You could, you know, be sitting there on the, in the side of the pits and, and people will be like, Hey, what, what parts do you need? Where do you need help with, you know, can I help you do this or whatever, you know? So yeah, it's just the people.
1: Yeah, you're exactly right. It's the people. And I think it's the fact that those people get us, you know, there's, we, we interact with so many people in our day-to-day lives. And if we have this love for ATV racing and it's, it's a niche thing, right? So, there's a lot of people that just don't understand it. They might not understand yeah. racing in general and being a racing or a, you know, a racing enthusiast, but they right. really don't understand ATV racing enthusiasts like we are. And when you find other ATV racing enthusiasts, you just click because you speak yep. the same language. You yeah. Know? Same so,
5: language. Yeah. 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 So that's <laughs> totally, that's amazing. Yeah. And it's, um, uh, um, so you, you kind of look back at, at what kind of happened with me, Stepping out, I raced, I was able to race in the pro class. I dropped the gate with Doug Eichner, Josh Frederick. I got the whole shot one time. I got, I mean that was like a win for me. Of you course. Know? Yeah. Um led led that for a little bit, had the fastest lap time for one lap against all of these guys. And I'll never forget, we're sitting there at the line and uh I'm I'm just shaking. I'm just I'm just nervous as I'll get out and my mechanic standing there is a good friend of mine he he raced in the vet class okay so he we raced opposite days and uh, he's standing there and he's like nudges me on the shoulder he said what's your problem what are you nervous about i'm like dude i'm sitting next to doug eichner and josh Frederick." i started listing off all the guys you know i'm sitting next to (laughs) okay and uh and he's like yeah but they're sitting next to you he said go out get the whole shot and lead the race and i'm like it sounds simple, doesn't it? And then I pull the whole shot, and I'm like, "Holy crap!"
1: Uh, that's awesome, man! So, uh, priceless memories, right? I mean, oh, memories yeah. you'll you'll literally never forget. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah, yeah. yeah. And so that that always wound up being some of the big uh, big stories and fun times we get to have, and the traveling, the being able to go to the sand dunes and just do the fun stuff as a family and as a group, and man, he just, it was just always just so much fun to be part of that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that, I think same for me. I mean, that's what, even from my like hiatus earlier this season, I mean, I missed the, I missed the car rides. I missed right. the the trips. I missed the, I just missed all the little things, you know? So yeah. it, it makes you appreciate it that much more when you're able to, you know, go back and do it again. So the other thing I wanted yeah. to touch on Curtis uh, is the, is the fact that you mentioned to me previously that you're involved with a podcast. So I'm looking at you right now on the other side of our, <laughs> our video here and you know, you got the boom and you got all the, all, yep. all the equipment and stuff. So um you're involved in a podcast of some kind. So tell me about that.
5: So that's a, uh, that's a biblical theological podcast that we, we actually um, people, you could say it's an apologetics podcast so it's uh, apologetics isn't meaning that we apologize for for the bible or any of that it's 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 a greek word for uh, apologia and what it means is give a defense for so we break down um ideas and strongholds that people may have or questions that people may have and we we actually help theologically bring that out to them and show them the real uh the real the real Bible, what it's all about. Okay. And, and proclaim that to people. And so that's kind of what we do. We do, we get into some pretty heavy stuff. Um, people have some pretty crazy questions, um, but yeah. it's, it's really good. And so we're part of that, part of a bigger, um, umbrella ministry called Bellator Christie. So, um, yeah, so that's, that's what we're under. Okay, cool.
1: Uh, that's awesome. But like, I'm, I'm one of those guys that always tries to always willing and and wanting to learn things. So I feel like that's a kind of fits in my wheelhouse there with that. So where can people find, um, your podcast there?
5: So that would be, um, you could go to bellatorchristie.com. Um, and, or you could find it even on Facebook. You'd go to bellatorchristie, um, find us there. Um, but we also are on, um, apple you know itunes stitcher all of those platforms Uh, but the easiest way to go to be go to the link go to go to the website and then find the find the podcast links there
1: got it yeah that's uh like i said i'm glad i asked about that because even so i like went to i went to parochial school uh, my whole my whole educational life coming up and i still like find myself you know wondering i have questions now you know that i just i'm like (laughs) man i wish i could go back in time and just you know like suck it up a little more or whatever, or yep. listen a yep. little better because, you know, your perspective changes as you get older, yep. when you're getting yep. taught things in you know, fourth or fifth or sixth grade, you think of things differently as you do now. So I don't even mean it in a critical <laughs> way. I just mean it in like yeah. an educational way, you know? Yeah,
5: absolutely. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's, yeah. and that's, and that's really what the, what our, um, that whole ministry is wrapped around. Um, and that whole, that whole end of the podcast was we're taking big, theological ideas that are real high and lofty ideas and bring them down to what you could call street level. I'm the street level guy. Yeah. I've got a good friend of mine who's a, who holds a, who's going to be holding a doctorate. He's going for his dissertation. Um, but he's, he's, he's a theologian. And so he, he talks big words and big stuff. And I, okay. and i like, okay, we need to stop here because that's <laughs> not how real, that's how not the street people think. Okay, bud. So right. we got to talk a little bit, yeah. You know, <laughs> so we bring it down and, and we help, you know, bring those things out into the light and let people see that some of that stuff may sound um, big and deep and theological, but really it's pretty simple, you know, mm-hmm. um, breaking it down. So.
1: Yeah. I'm like I said, I'm glad I asked. That's something that I'm going to, I'm going to uh, check out. I'm sure some of our listeners will too. So, yeah. um, so yeah, you, you have the voice for it. You're, you're articulate, <laughs> you know, I I, I, I love it. I love it. This has been a, it's been an awesome conversation and, yeah. uh, man, I'm stoked for you. I'm stoked on, oh. stoked on you winning this championship,
5: yeah. man. Yeah. And, and you know, it was funny. Cause I told Justin, I said, dude, I just won. And actually he told me uh he come up he's like cuz we were sitting there waiting for the cuz it took forever i don't it know did. what it was but this last one took forever to to get and i'm like is cody playing games with us or what <laughs> <I'm>
1: <laughs> no so it, it took forever it took forever cuz i raced pro sport that day too so like oh, i okay. had i had all this stuff going on with my own thing and oh, my yeah. fear was so my fear was is sometimes they put out the points and like the series does and they're not right so i didn't want to just like take the points publish it and, and have it be yeah. wrong. And my biggest fear <laughs> was that they have somebody think they won and then have them not actually yeah. have won. So like I see, you know, I'd get in at like nine or ten o'clock there at Loretta's that night into the into the rig and um, I start looking at the points, so I start doing all the math and then you know start plugging it in and and then I'm thinking, man, like, what if we don't have one single winner? Like, what if we have a tie? Then what do we do? You know? So you're right. It did take me a long time. And I thought that, I thought that I'm like, I'm like, I wanted to get it out right away. And last year, last year, I didn't go to, to Briarcliff, the finale, I wasn't there. So I was able to get it out like right away. And, uh, and that wasn't the case this year, but, uh, but man, either way, whether you had to wait, you know, a minute or, or a day, like you won this thing. So
5: yeah, Justin was sitting there. He's like, kept checking his phone. We're having dinner and he kept checking. He's like, you just won. (laughs) I'm like, I just won. Are you kidding me? So yeah, it was good. It was good things. Yeah. Uh, That's
1: amazing. Well, congrats again on this, on this championship. You have a bunch of cool awards and prizes coming your way. We'll get in touch with you regarding that in the next couple of weeks, as with our, our, the rest of our top 15 in the championship, those finishers will get, uh, We'll get some prizes as well, but, um, pal, I can't thank you enough for this conversation. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for playing along. And uh, thanks to everybody who played ATV fantasy this season. I think this thing is just going to keep on growing. I hope that uh, more people are intrigued after a conversation like this. Yeah. And again, it was so perfect. Uh, the email you sent me was so yeah. perfect. Just talking about, you know, the conversations that you guys were able to have the fun, you were able to have again, yeah. my, the thing that i have been saying from the beginning is I hope that ATV fantasy could enhance the fan experience. And And I have no doubt in my mind that, that we have been able to do that for sure. And and you verified that for me.
5: Yeah. I think years, I think as years go, go on, I think, um, I think there can be, you know, some real good team building environments for people to, to be able to start watching. And what's really cool is we didn't just pay attention to the pro class. We paid attention to. Who's coming up, Laundervan and some of these other guys? We're like, hey, let's pay attention to some of these other guys. See what's coming up. Where how oh they're riding. Are they... So, so as they're being consistent in their class, you're like, all right, you're so scouting these, these are... guys already.
1: You're scouting these guys already. Oh my god, you're you're next <laughs> yeah. level. This is yeah. why you won. This is exactly why you won. That's amazing. Oh,
5: what a fun time. Yeah. It was a good time.
1: Yeah, that's, that's amazing to hear. Well, congrats yeah. again. Uh, again, I, I, I couldn't have picked somebody better to win this thing, man. Yeah, like this is uh, such, such a fun conversation, so much fun. So I uh, just can't thank you enough for, for playing Curtis. Congrats on yeah. the title and, and the rest of us are going to have to have to bring our best next season to try to knock you off the top. You're, you're scouting, you're doing all these things, but you know, for the next year or so, this throne is yours, buddy. So enjoy yeah. it.
5: Well, that's awesome. Man. Thank you. And thanks for putting it together. And it's one of those where I was like, yeah, we could probably do that, I suppose, you know, and I'm just glad that that glad we did because um, it sparked something in us. Um, we're building two 250 R's together and, you know, we're having a bunch of fun doing it kind of having a little bit of shop talk we haven't even been able to get out and ride them for real i mean (laughs) up and down the dirt road around the ranch and it really isn't riding them you know so right we just yeah so it's it's gonna it's gonna create a good atmosphere and i hope other people kind of i guess take this and and run with it and create a create some shop talk around it some bench racing and just some good old, you know, just some good old harassing and poking fun of, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, there was, there was a lot of people, you know, at the, at the ride day this past weekend saying, Hey, you know, they're like fiending for it. They're like, we need to put together a, we need to put together ATV fantasy for, for quad cross of nations. We can get all of the guys in there. We'll get all the countries. You'll get all, you know, so much more people playing the game. So yeah, yeah, the people want it. And it's funny because you hear, you know, you hear the riders, they got people telling them, you know, uh, like, you know, you gotta, you gotta do it today. Yeah. Yeah. My fantasy team. Yeah. Like you're putting extra pressure on me. Exactly. Or, or, uh, (laughs) I remember Logan Stanfield saying, to me he's like yeah i've had a couple people say to me man you blew it for me today you know like (laughs) are you kidding no so so it's uh you got got people like casey he's talked about on the podcast you know he's he's telling these guys you know you got to do it you know for me today you're on my team so yeah um so yeah it's just it's funny how that all goes Uh, but uh but yeah i think it's made some waves in the in the atv racing world and they've all been good
5: so, yeah, I think, uh, you know, writers are their biggest critics, you know, they really are. Um, right. but if, uh, if this creates a fan base where they can kind of know that they might get a little bit of poking, that might be a little bit of motivation, but for the most part, just having a fan come up to you and say, Hey, you're on my team or, Hey, you let me down this week, you know, you, you kind of don't take it to heart too bad just be thankful. You got a fan, you got people paying attention, you know, exactly.
1: So I, and and I think, and I've, I know I've said this on the show before, but I think back, you know, if this would have been a thing when I was racing the pro class and, you know, like just to think like people would have been, you know, they would have been forced to pick me or some of like the guys I was racing against in being part of their team for that day. I just think that's the coolest thing. So like, I, I think you know, you know, myself and Sean Taylor and Ronnie Higgerson and some of those guys that, you know, I was racing against every weekend, that would be extra incentive for me to want to beat those guys, you know, like yeah. I know it would be for a fact. So, yeah. um, so yeah, I
5: put that extra pressure. Yep. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So it's just a, uh, it's an awesome time and I'm glad that-,
5: Find that extra, extra half percent or, or even 1% to push yourself it's yeah. that much more. Yeah, exactly.
1: I just, like I said, I think it's the coolest thing. Well, Curtis, uh, we could do this all night long. So I just want to thank you again for, for playing with us. Congrats on the win. Thank your son for us as well. And, uh, man, you're, you're, you're coming in with the, with the target (laughs) on your back. So, uh, hopefully we'll we'll see what you can do next season. But again, pal, I can't thank you enough for everything.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Well, thanks for having me on and we'll look good. We'll look at it for next year.
1: Yeah. Thanks so much, Curtis. That's Curtis Evelo, your 2022 Digging Deep ATV Fantasy Season Champion brought to you by Rocky Mountain ATV MC. Congrats, buddy. Take care.
5: Yep. Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Man, another rad episode. Join us again next week as we dig deep with the main contenders for this season's highly coveted top three spot as Brandon Hogue and Bryce Ford will join us. Really looking forward to that. Major thanks to producer Dallas Jansen, my brother, for all his hard work. Thanks to Brooke and AMA official Harv Whipple. Thanks to all of our donors. You know who you are. We appreciate you so much. Thanks to all of our partners. CST Tires, go to shop.csttires.com today. Yamaha, thanks to Blue Crew. Thanks to SSI Decals, DID Racing Chain, Numira Technologies, Bronco ATV and UTV Components, Impact Solutions, Launderville Steel Enterprises and Concrete Supply, the Financial Advice of the Haymower Financial Group, Foreworks Carbon, DP Brakes, Factory 343 integrative financial concepts and their safe to race and safe to ride insurance programs, Binkies Forever ATC Museum, Blends All Oil, the official oil choice of Digging Deep, Evans Waterless Power Sports Coolant, Walsh Racecraft, and Manscaped to get 20% off, and free shipping with code DiggingDeep20 at manscaped.com. Support the brands that support our show and don't forget to use those codes to save. You can find it all on our website and be sure to click that Rocky Mountain ATBMC banner for all your gear and parts needs and to help us out. And most of all, thanks to you guys for listening or show merchandise including our new legends never die tees that we basically sold out of at the ride day they've went over so well is all available at shop.diggingdeepatbmx.com. so check that out this new merch drop is so Rad. People are loving it. If you're looking for another easy way to help support us, visit our website and click the Patreon or Buy Me A Coffee buttons. This allows you to set up a one-time or monthly contribution to support our efforts. And don't forget that you can call our voicemail line. Give us your reaction to the show, some past races, or everything in between. We want to hear from you, so give us a call so we can react to what you have to say on the show. The number is 920-569-3519. You can follow the show on social media, Digging Deep ATBMX Podcast, and myself, Cody Jansen, for additional content, coverage, and more fun stuff as we transition into the off-season. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and more. Wherever you find podcasts, you'll find the Digging Deep ATBMX Podcast. All episodes, additional podcasts, providers, sponsor links and discount codes, show merchandise, fantasy info, and more can all be found on our website, diggingdeepatbmx.com. So check that out today. Be a friend, tell a friend, please download, subscribe, rate, review, and share. And with that, For Joel Hetrick, Curtis Avalo, Brooke Catherine, Dallas Jansen, and I'm your host, Cody Jansen. Thanks for listening to and making us the number one podcast in ATV racing with nearly 174,000 downloads last month in 94 total countries. Until next time, thanks for joining us and digging deep with the stars of ATV Motocross. Things are crashing and burning here at the Digging Deep Podcast, much like the Titanic. Those guys were hauling ass,
2: for real. I remember watching Doug Gus, I don't
1: know who it was, Steel City, running the same times Friday afternoon as James Stewart
4: was on Sunday back then. It was mental. I've never seen quads go that fast. Quadlers are freaking nice.